Welcome to Disney's Art of Animation Resort. Disney's Art of Animation Resort celebrates the art, characters, and magic from classic Walt Disney and Disney Pixar movies. The Value Resort includes wings dedicated to Finding Nemo, Cars, The Lion King, and The Little Mermaid. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to That Park Life Podcast. I am Greg, joined, as always, by... Your girl, Beffrey Wayne. Oh, there she is, yet I again. Ha- um, it always cracks me up because the other day, my mother-in-law called me... I think she called me Beffrey or Beffrey mm-hmm. Wayne, oh. and I was like, it makes me laugh really hard when she says it <laughs> because it's just like a nickname that only like my girlfriends have called me and so it's funny when she's like come on Beffrey Wayne (laughs) I just love it it's very endearing like we've talked about that here but it was a long time ago so that's a nice deep cut reference for those of you that have been with us for a while well and I haven't heard her say it in a long time so it just made me laugh that she said it um to me yesterday uh or Monday I mean excuse me Sunday for Mother's Day Oh, that's right. Happy post-Mother's Day, everyone. I hope it was a good one for everyone. Absolutely. Uh, um, I, I spent Mother's Day a little under the weather, and I probably yeah. still sound that way. Although the weird like byproduct of this is that my voice is a little deeper. Finally hitting that puberty. Yeah. Did Took you a talk, little time. Did you talk to your mom on Mother's Day? I did. What, what did she do? What well, she we spent doing? most of our conversation talking about our future Disney plans, obviously. Great. Yeah. We are um, trying to go. So we're planning on going to Disneyland again next year, and mm-hmm. we're going to go with my mom. We did that in 2022. Yeah. And then this year, 2023, we went in January without her. So we're trying to do this every other year plan where we, I don't want to say take her. her with us, but yeah, yeah we go with her. Um, so we were just lining up some things because we got some DVC points in the mix that we're all trying to uh, make nice. make work, or really her and her friends and all kinds yeah. of stuff. So that was that was our conversation. We um, end of last week, we finally finalized that we are going to Universal the week of Thanksgiving. Ooh, okay. People are probably like, "Why would you do that to yourself?" And I'm like, "I don't know. That's just the time that they all chose." Okay. Um, because it's kind of one of the times we only times that we can do it because of um, school breaks. So okay. that's what they chose. So we did confirm that. And Doug and I are officially going to move forward with getting annual passes for that. Ooh. <gasps> Ooh, he should not be named. Um, but yeah, I am excited because none of them have really seen all of the Harry Potter stuff. So I'm really excited. I was oh. like, but I want to ride Hagrid's with like all of you yeah. for the first time. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> like I want to ride beside you, all of you for the first time. Um, especially my niece, Maddie, just because she's like, you know, read all the books. She's got all the things. She is a Ravenclaw like I am. Oh. Um, and she hasn't seen, like, I think the last time they were there, she was four. And she's like 16 now. So it's been a while. Okay. And um, so she like doesn't remember any of it, obviously. Um, but I'm just excited to see, like, her experience all of that stuff for the first time. So, yeah. Um, also, I was going to throw this out. I forgot to mention this on the Pat Chat, but we've mm. got some, some more... Um, neighborhood drama going on with oh. the HOA. You know we love some good HOA drama. I can't remember if I shared some of our HOA drama here before. Maybe it was only on the Pat Chat, but um, right now it's about someone's dog in the neighborhood that's been pooping in everyone else's yard, and then oh, the gosh. owner's not picking it up. No, and that never per- happens on an HOA page. And this person, the person who's not picking it up, is someone who causes a lot of drama on our HOA page in general. Oh. And so I've been waiting... Um, to see if someone was going to call her out. And this morning I got on there and somebody posted and they did tag her and called her out. So that has kind of ensued in a long line of her trying to defend herself. But like literally people are like, we have videos of you and pictures of you letting your dog poop in our yard and not picking it up. Um, And people have just had it with her because she's also, she just caused a lot of drama in our neighborhood in general. Um, And so I just got a message that I was reading like right before we started recording that was like, hey, don't approve this person's post because I'm pretty sure it's this person's, like, sibling. And so they just oh, want to add to all this stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, because if I, if I didn't mention on here before, I am one of the admins of the HOA page. So we... Of course you are. And we now have to, like, approve or deny post. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, it's just been a whole day of some drama. And I, I don't know if I mentioned this before, too, but one of our friends... Um, I let her join our HOA page just so she could see the drama. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> there just hasn't been a good, juicy drama in a while. And so everyone's kind of jumping in on this one. But 
Oh my gosh. Anyways, good good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, you know, this is a rare time when I don't have any park stuff to talk about because I, I haven't been feeling well. I feel okay now. And as I was as I was talking about on our uh, patch chat that I have come currently without the sense of taste or smell. It's it's yeah. not the vid. I did it's test not negative COVID. a couple of times. Yeah. Um. So I, that's not fun. But up. I haven't haven't been to a park in like two weeks now, and I also haven't run in. I think this is day number eight, which is really the most devastating yeah. part of all of this. Also, so I feel I'm like hoping. being sick in the summertime, like when it's hot, is got to be the worst. Like I mean, I'm a, I'd rather be sick when it's cold outside than when it's hot outside. The thing is, like, I don't notice it's hot outside if I'm, you know, working or at home because mm. I'm just at home. Like, I'm in the yeah. AC, right? I don't, I don't notice. If anything, when I'm cold in the summer, I still put a blanket on and stuff, right? Like, I'm still curled up, so to speak. By the way, I'm never, I'm very rarely sick, other than mm. COVID. Yeah. And I had a cold last year for my birthday, which was not a fun time. I don't know if I, I don't know if I ever mentioned this, but I literally spent the entire Christmas party just blowing my nose. It's <laughs> <Just> a <laughs> fountain of, of mucus. Sorry, like everybody. This but, guy over here. <laughs> but anyway, um, so you know, this is the second time I've gotten a cold in less than a year, which is unusual for mm-hmm. me. Usually, I go like every five years, I get a cold. So yeah. I don't know what's happening. I like Tis to think that I, my body's weak now because I changed my diet and I stopped eating sugar and now I'm getting sick. I don't think it's a coincidence. <laughs> and that's, that's You're the, just trying to blame training. something on the sugar. Just the trying to blame something so I can go back to eating it. Uh, but anyway, uh, instead, we have a big old episode of a resort rundown coming your way. We are yeah. up to art of animation or affectionately known in this household as fart of animation. You know, right next door to Poop Century Resort. <laughs> And uh, this is Coincidentally. Our, last, <laughs> our last value resort we'll be talking about. We covered everything else. And um, we're actually kind of winding down on our list. Um, I, th- I think yeah. the next resort we'll cover, because we, we kind of separated out some of the DVC expansions for some of the resorts that got that type of expansion. So I think yeah. next on our list is actually the second part of Wilderness Lodge, which we're just going to combine into to, to one, because technically there are two expansions there. Um, so I'm looking forward to that because you may remember for the first Wilderness Lodge, I uh, I went on a tour and took notes, but that tour also included the other part. So I have like the second half of my notes. Mm-hmm. And by the way, our Wilderness Lodge episode is our most streamed episode by like kind of a lot. Because so it's looking forward all to, in. <laughs> I'm looking. It's probably the most jam packed of, of facts, uh, you know, episode than anything else. Uh, but anyway, yeah. so part two coming your way soon. But for right now, it's Art of Animation. Yeah. Um, also, before we start, I w- did want to give a shout out this week to one of um, our listeners. Um, so, Cardi, if you're listening, I just want to give you a shout out. And I hope you're listening to us on the way to school today. And I hope you have a great day. And if it's on a weekend, I hope you have a great day, a great weekend. Um, make your mom get you a snack today. That's going to be my, um, I don't know if you like Starbucks, but, you know, tell your mom, Kristen, um, she needs to take you to get a Starbucks before school, maybe on the way to school. So, Cardi, shout out. This is for you. Art of Animation. always we're going to start on what disney says be surrounded in the artistry enchantment and magic of disney and pixar movies stay at a disney resort hotel that invites you to explore the storybook landscape see in in such classics as finding nemo cars the lion king and the little mermaid from delightfully themed family suites to wondrously detailed courtyards disney's art of animation draws <laughs> you and your family <laughs> into be part, become a part of some of your animated favorites. I just love that they put draws in parentheses. Like, see what we did there? Yeah. Like um, a big wink. Yeah. So that's what Disney said. So let's talk about the history. And this info to you today is actually brought to you by themouselets.com, which, I mean, clearly, if you don't know who they are by now, you haven't been listening to our podcast. But mouselets.com, they have a great article about this, um, some stuff from Wikipedia, and then also the Disney Parks blog which you heard a little bit um, of one of the clips that I'm pulling some stuff from in the intro of our episode here. Yes. So in the 90s, Disney began developing and opening their first value resorts. We've talked about the all-stars. We've gone through that. Um, Previously, they basically saw the need for value resorts because people who wanted cheaper rooms were essentially being um, forced to stay off-site and they wanted to change that. So they opened the all-stars. So that project turned out to be pretty successful. And then in 1999, they began building their fourth, what they call value resort. And this was going to be called Pop Century. So the concept was to have 10 smaller sections, each of which would be themed to different decades from the 20th century. Uh, The first half of the centuries 
So 1900s to 1940s would be called the legendary years. And then the second half of the century, which is 1950s to 1990s, would be called the classic years. So these two um, sections, so they're kind of like smaller sections, but like into two massive sections, if you will. Um, each half century would have its own check-in building. They would have their own food court, their own store. And then in, in between it would be what they call Hourglass Lake. And then that could also be traversed by a um, bridge that they were going to call Generation Gap Bridge. Oh, so, get it? Yes. Yeah, get it? Generation Gap. Um, Pop Century was meant to be much larger than each like individual all-star all resort. I don't know why saying all-star resorts faster gets me for some reason. It doesn't roll off the tongue. It all-star doesn't resorts. Really. It's, it's a, a weird combination all-star. of like, S's I feel and like, R's. I feel like I'm getting like a, like I can't say my R's all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, so each half would have 10 buildings with 2,880 2, rooms, giving the resort grand total of 5,760 rooms, meaning that Pop Century would basically have um, as many rooms as all three all-star resorts combined. So if you put that together. Um, so that's kind of the idea that they started out with. So let's talk about kind of construction. And you'll understand where I'm going with this. Like, why are we talking about Pop Century when I get further into this? So Disney broke ground on the new resort in 1999. And then for three years, they had construction that was pretty steady on both halves of the lake. Um, they were kind of building them at the same time. Both main buildings, which were to house the front desk and the food courts and stuff like that. Those were all structurally com- completed along with a handful of room uh, room buildings on each side. And then um, September 11th, 2001 happened. So that's when construction came to a halt. So as we all know what happened there, um, a lot of things were halted. Um especially just the economy declined after that and the tourism industry took a big hit because a lot of people didn't want to fly after that Yeah, and travel. So because of this, um, a lot of their their existing resorts were already experienced partial closures. And Disney was like, you know, we really just don't have a need for like a new enormous hotel at this point. So over time, they slowly resumed work, but the economy was still really slow. And, um, it just meant that they just didn't have a need for that many rooms. So as a result, they only continued construction on the classic year side of the lake and they left the legendary year building uh, years buildings like untouched. They just kind of left them there. Um, Disney's pop century resort opened on December 14th of 2003. And it was referred to as pop century, the classic years, the legendary years with where all the empty buildings were. Um, you could still see them. They were visible across the lake and they were supposed to open in 2007. Um, but basically that never happened. So Pop Century opened 2003 and then October of 2005, Disney began testing a new set of family suites at the all-star music resorts. And according to the rumors, um, they were basically saying like, if this test is successful, then we will move forward with doing the legendary years and like open all the suites at that point. Um, so there were mixed opinions on that, whether or not the existing structures would remain or be built. But um, everyone was hoping that the legendary years would soon like actually resume and become a thing. Um, the test was successful. And then February 2006, the family suites officially opened uh, for reservations at All Star Music. Sales continued to boom. And in April, rumors continued to fly, basically saying that family suites at the legendary years would soon come to be. Um, and then the existing buildings would actually happen. However, once again, the rumors never panned out. It never happened. Um, so those buildings were still there. They were mostly complete. And as it, it already had like both windows and initial decor, the large century, uh, the large century numbers had already been cut out and placed there. You can find pictures of this online. Um, I'll, I'll get those pictures and we'll post them on our story this week. But it was kind of like, looked like an abandoned like resort because they weren't upkeeping it or anything like that. They were just kind of buildings sitting there. Um, so although the interior rooms had not been completed, the shells of the building still stood there. In 2010, the Walt Disney Company finally announced Disney's Art of Animation Resort. So this new concept would sit on the site of the legendary years, meaning that the second half of the pop century would never come to be. Um, since they had already completed the front desk buildings, they would basically just retheme them um, into what we now know as Animation Hall. And then the shells of the 1940s buildings would become the Little Mermaid section. I'm excited for people to see this photo because I just looked it up real quick. Yeah. It looks like something out of an apocalypse movie, it does. right? It does. So you've got like the 00, the 10, 20, 30, and 40 outside of what is now the Animation Hall, like you mentioned. But mm-hmm. leading up to it is overgrown grass. Yeah. Which is so bizarre. You never see that in right. Disney stuff, right? Because it's always like super show ready and stuff. And there's another aerial photo 
that shows the two buildings that you could clearly see were going to be just regular classic pop century mm-hmm. buildings and then nothing next to it. And that's what became the Little Mermaid. Yeah. Like, it's so crazy. Especially that close to another resort. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you think they would at least hike upkeep it to keep, like, appearances up. But it just looks yeah. like they were basically like, no one's working on it. We're not paying anyone to touch it. Yeah. And they didn't. So... Um, okay, so some construction and stats we'll go over. So the location of this is in the ESPN Wide World of Sports Resort area. Um, it opened May 31st of 2012. The theme is obviously Walt Disney characters. Um, right now it says rooms, there's 984, and then 1,120 suites. So something else that I thought was cool was this portion of land um, was also home to the Epcot Center Ultralight Flight Park, which was a huh. small airport owned by Disney. So I looked up the um, the flight park. It was a private-use ultralight airport located in, I can never say, like, this county, Osceola. Osceola. Osceola County. Uh, it was 13 nautical miles northwest of the central business district of Lake Buena Vista. Uh, it was private, privately owned by Walt Disney World and is used to launch aircraft used in the Skeletoscope and Surprise in the Sky shows at Epcot Theme Park. Hmm. So Disney started to prepare the land for the resort in January 2010, and then construction began in the summer of that year. Uh, the previous mentioned generation gap today is unnamed. Um, it connects Pop Century to the Finding Nemo section of the Art of Animation Resort. And this bridge contains um, a terminal for the Disney Skyliner. Uh, let's talk a little bit about theming. So the resort is designed with families in mind, as they say. It features four Disney's popular character themes. So it's Cars, Finding Nemo, The Lion King, and The Little Mermaid. I'm very interested to know like how they came up with those four, like why they chose mm. that um, over others. But I don't know. I wasn't able to find any information on that. But those are the four they chose. Um, much like the other Disney Value Resorts, it has giant versions of various items built around the hotel on each of the Ten Wings. Um, one of the big ones like that people post pictures of all the time is a 35 foot model of King Triton. Um, I do love the pictures that people post of those. Like when they, when you can get those like zoomed out versions of them with the lights on at nighttime and stuff, it looks mm-hmm. really cool. Um, in totals there, there are 1984 rooms. And then we talked about how 1120 of them, uh, 20 of them are family suites. More, more on that from Greg in a bit. The resort has a total of 10 buildings as well as three themed pools. So the big blue pool in the big blue pool, (laughs) it holds a whopping 310,000 gallons of water. And it has, get this, 12 speakers underwater. Mm. I thought Mm. that was an interesting fact. I was like, yeah, you can't hear it until you go under the water and then boom, there's music. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. It's kind of like Harry Potter type stuff there. (laughs) Anyway, um, the Finding Nemo section of the resort, it's themed with the ocean setting feature of the film. It has underwater plants and animals um, all throughout that area. Uh, This is the first of the area's area resort, which opened May 31st of 2012. Um, The car section of the resort is themed like the Cozy Cone Motel. Uh, Its buildings are themed with the movie's characters, including Lightning McQueen, Sally, Mater, and Luigi and Guido. This section of the resort opened on June 18th of 2012. The Lion King section of the resort features a natural setting, um, which is just like more things, you know, the setting of like the wild. And the it's a third section of the resort, which opened on August 10th of 2012. And then probably the most popular is the Little Mermaid section of the resort, which is themed with 600 cutout objects, objects on resort balconies. Its theme is under the sea. It has under the sea decorations incorporated throughout the sections. Um, it's like all throughout it with exterior walkways where the other sections have enclosed interior walkways between the room. This section has two buildings that were originally built for Pop Century's Legend. So the um, like we talked about before, uh, the buildings that were already built for the legendary years became the Little Mermaid section mm-hmm. of this. So that's what they like repurposed it as. And this section opened on September 15th, 2012. And that was the final final section of the resort there. Uh, The lobby theming of this I thought was pretty cool. It has the, um, all the artwork is the evolution of animation artwork. So there's a lot of like black and white sketches that run into like full color art. So if you kind of like follow the pattern down like the hallways and stuff, you'll start by seeing color sketches and then it like slowly turns into what like some of their full animated art looks like. Um, The chandelier in the lobby has a seven whopping 77 pages of what they call a storyboard chandelier. It has Im- images from the resort's four feature films represented, and the directors of all four films have personally signed those panels. So that's I think something that's so cool. cool. Yeah, that's something that you can kind of look for when you're in there. 
Um, this is a first resort with a non-traditional check-in desk. They call them check-in pods. So there's like little pods that you can walk up to. It's not like one long desk like a lot of the other ones that you see. And I'm just going to throw you some fun facts here to round out my time. The flooring and the landscape of Flavors Food Court is made from all recyclable materials. Hmm. Um, this was the first resort to use washable and not disposable plates and utensils. So if you go in there, uh, I don't know if that's true post-COVID, but um, like if they still have non-disposable stuff in there, but at least originally it was. Mm. Um, the resort's 27 acres of landscaping and irrigation is the equivalent of 20 football fields. Wow. Yeah. So I'm always like, man, these... Uh, a lot of these landscaping teams, I mean, their job, I feel like, is just literally never done. Yeah. Um, it's crazy to me. I, like, I'm curious how many people they have on the landscaping, like, crews at Disney. Um, and then there are 20... This was, like, something that was even crazier to me. There are 2,500 sculpted icons across the entire resort. Wow. Talk about a scavenger hunt. I'm like, we need to have those printed out because I feel like that would be something fun for like you and your kids to do maybe like if you wanted to do if either if you're staying at the resort or you wanted to do a resort visit is to like see how many you could check off of the list walking through there but i thought that was a lot and in this room there's only one sculpted icon (laughs) me i'm I'm flexing no one can see um Um, yeah so all in all this is a resort that i haven't stayed at yet but i want to stay at i i do think the theming and stuff is pretty cool uh, but it, it really is, I think, more family friendly, uh, especially if you have like multiple, like larger groups and stuff like that. Um, but yeah. Do you know who in my life likes this resort the most? Oh, is it not Nicole? She has four legs. Uh, Reba! Yes, yes they are pet friendly. The... They are yes. a pet friendly resort. Yeah. It is a pet friendly resort. You can get some good so, photos there too. Ooh, yes. So um, I'm going to talk to you about the normal things I talk about, the price range, the types of rooms, a little more detail on those, um, some of the recreation available. And I want to do a little more of a deep dive into the different sections yeah. um, that Beth covered uh, to give you to kind of walk through it visually with you all. Because mm-hmm. um, there's, some, there's some really unique aspects to this resort that make it in my mind an improvement upon the all-star yeah. resorts vibe and even pop century um here at art of animation up, for sure yes so it is considered a value resort in the in the category of resorts that disney has which is interesting because like we mentioned most of the res- of the rooms are suites mm-hmm. so more on that in a moment the price range here is, is quite wide because again there are standard rooms and suites so um, per night, you are looking at something between $180 and $823 per night, of course, as always, depending on the, the size of the room, whether it's the standard room or the suite, or what season you're in or what night of the week. So uh, the 180 is probably in January on like a Monday night or something, right? But And the, the 823 is probably what a suite would cost you the week between Christmas and New Year's Eve or day. Mm-hmm. The uh, There are two types of rooms available, like we've been mentioning. The standard room is only in the Little Mermaid section, and that's your standard standard room. Uh, it's 260 square feet, so, you know, not, not really a large room. Yeah. It does sleep four, although they also have, like, the one king bed set up, if that's what you prefer, so it would sleep two plus an infant. Yeah. But generally, it's that sleeps four where it's got the two uh, um, double-sized beds, two yeah. full-sized beds. I think they're fulls. Yeah, they're full. They're not the the value resorts don't have the the queens. So up from that are the suites. So in the other sections that are not the Little Mermaid section, and these are five hundred and sixty five square feet. So just more than double the size of a standard room in the Little Mermaid section. So these three sections rooms sleep six guests plus an infant, and this is the sleeping arrangement in there. In the primary bedroom, there's a queen size bed. In the, let's call it the living room area, or maybe the dining room area, I guess you could call it, um, is a double-sized bed or a full-size bed, but it's a bed-slash-table. So if you stayed at Pop Century recently, or even the um, All-Stars, where um, yeah, at night the table is full, is uh, the bed's folded up, so it's a table, but then, like, you know, you can fold down. In other words, you have to choose, right? You can't yeah. have both. So uh, that's the del- that's a full-size bed. And then there's a sofa sleeper bed that pulls out to be a, a full-size. That's your six. So they know how to pack them in there. <laughs> yes. Sardines. Granted, they are in separate areas. So like while yeah. everyone's sleeping, you're not all in the literal same room. You're on kind of like three different sections of this larger room. 
And because it's a suite and it does sleep six, there are two full bathrooms. Nice. So uh, the, the primary bedroom has its own bathroom, and they're full, so it's got the two different showers. And then in the living room area, there's another bathroom out there. It also includes a kitchenette area that has a sink, a, a small sink, like a bar size sink. Yeah. A microwave, coffee maker, a fridge, which is customary in every Disney room, but there's one here too. And they also supply some uh, plastic or paper utensils and plates and things so that when you're cooking food or reheating or whatever in the in the microwave, you have like stuff to eat on. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like a villa if you're used to Disney Vacation Club rooms, like a like a one bedroom where there's like the full kitchen. It's mm-hmm. a kitchenette. And uh, these start at $420 a night in the, in the yeah. slower season, yeah. right, on weeknights. And, of course, it goes up from there. There's only one restaurant here at Art mm-hmm. of Animation. It is the Landscape of Flavors. It is quick service. And if you pay attention, because Greg sure didn't, and it took, like, three visits there to realize this, that the artwork there all corresponds to the four movies that are represented mm-hmm. in the resort. That might, that might sound so obvious, but it's a little more, I'm going to say, obscure or, like, yeah. abstract artwork. And there's some cool fixtures in there. And I kind of don't want to, like, give it away if you've never seen it, but the Little Mermaid section, I, th- I think, is, like, the coolest, how they handle the kind of light fixture there in mm. the middle of the section. Mm-hmm. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. There is a um, a bar outside by the pool, the drop-off pool bar. See what they did there? The drop-off. Drop um, that's a funny that, Nemo of course, reference. Guys. Yeah, of course, because it's right there by the big Nemo pool. That's where the butt that's, was. Anyway. That's just a bar. So, you know, you get your drinks, and uh, that's about it there. Mm-hmm. There is one shop here as well, the ink and paint shop. And the phrase ink and paint is interesting because that has some ties to the West Coast stuff, the Imagineers. Right. right. There's that's their whole area as well. Um, and more recently, there was a whole line of ink and paint merchandise that was supposed to refer to that. But mm-hmm. this whole shop is called the Ink and Paint Shop, and it's your traditional value resort gift shop. Um, you know, you got your merchandise and some small like pre-prepared food items, but nothing that you'd be able to take back to the room and reheat. Really, they don't have like a freezer like the villas do. Just yeah. FYI on that. Um, there are some uh, activities around the resort, other than the standard movie Under the Stars. That's something that's at every resort. They do have an activity called the Just Keep Painting, mm-hmm. and this is how Disney describes it. Do you want me to do it? Take some of the animation home. Enjoy an artist-led class that will give the guests the opportunity to paint Disney-inspired work, and the paintings will change monthly. Was that good? Exactly. It's, it's kind of <laughs> like I just pressed a button. It's like I have I have you on on standby. Like oh, and then press play. Here we go, Beth. Go ahead. Um, and this starts at uh, thirty five dollars per person or thirty one for kids plus tax. Um, they basically said it was kind of like, hey, while your parents are checking in, like, do the just keep paying. And I'm like, so are you guys saying that check in's gonna take a while or <laughs> what's going on here? It's but, cool though, right? Because yeah. I mean, you're in you're in a place called Animation Hall mm-hmm. of the Resort, and there's all this artwork around the big chandelier with all the things. So, like you, they're going like, to they're going to teach you guys how to do it. Yeah, and you walk away with something, which yeah. is nice. More than just the memory, you actually have something physical that you'll forget about or yeah. maybe lose in the airport. So, uh, in addition to that, we mentioned the pools. There are three of them. More on them in a moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, the running trail, which of course I'm going to point out. I've done it before. It's all around Hourglass Lake. So you, mm-hmm. you know, part of it's our, uh, art of animation. And the other part is uh, Poop Century, a.k.a. Pop Century. Um, we get to go all the way around, which is nice, um, which is nice there. Mm-hmm. But I will say in the morning, you kind of have to run around or walk around the, the guests who are waiting to go on the Skyliner. Oh, sometimes yeah. the line spills out. Yeah. I made the mistake of going there like right after everything reopened from COVID. So like the social distancing mm. was happening. So the mm-hmm. line was like super long. Yeah. It's probably a little bit better now. Okay. Let's talk about uh, the the different views, if you will. Like, are there differences in category of rooms and then the sections themselves? And as always, I've got some pros and cons for you and just that kind of general stuff. So there are no standard or preferred room designations here. There are the other value resorts, Mm -hmm. uh, like All Star. That really just means you're close to the lobby. But here they don't have that. So instead, um, there are the four sections, and um, we'll just start with the Finding Nemo section because you, as you exit the lobby there, it's right there in front of you. You're right in the middle of it. Technically, that's where the pool is. So to the left or right of that is where the actual Finding Nemo buildings are. Um, since it's close to the lobby and to the everything within that building, so that's your dining options 
and the, the gift shop that's also closest to the Skyliner Station, which is in the middle of Hourglass Lake. It also includes the feature pool. Mm-hmm. I've always forget how to refer to it. I've been calling it, for a while I accidentally was calling it zero gravity entry, but is it just zero entry where you don't have, there's no steps? Yeah, it's, you just, like, it's a, like a incline, yeah. right? I, I don't know why I should just Google it. I don't I know. Why. And I do and I never remember it. But anyway, right there there's as no you're drop, walking There's in from no the, drop off, if you will. <laughs> yes. This is if you're entering from the middle, which is kind of a, a weird thing to say. But in the middle of this pool area, um, there's a bunch of things, like access to a bunch of things. To the left is this zero gravity, the zero entry uh, <laughs> pool, uh, walkway for the pool. And there are these big, giant jellyfish. I think there's three on each side that kind of spray or drip down water. So you can already kind of like a place to think to play with as you're walking into mm-hmm. the pool. And by the way, it just looks really cool. Mm-hmm. And aside from the pool itself, right there in the middle of this area is there like big splash zone kind of thing, like a, you know, a water play area. Yeah. Um, lots of uh, Nemo characters. Yeah, like a splash pad. Lots of Nemo characters there. The centerpiece of it is where Nemo and Marlin are. And then a bunch of the, the friend characters are kind of surrounding the perimeter of that area. Um, just outside of that, there's a big crush statue and a big Mr. Ray one. And this is one of those resorts where a lot of great photo opportunities, mm-hmm. especially yeah. if someone in your family likes any of the four movies represented here, you're going to get some cool yeah. photos with these big statues. And then separate from the pool and the splash zone is a third play area called the Righteous Reef Playground. Righteous! There's, <laughs> there's no water here. It's meant to just be like a traditional playground. Yeah. So there's a lot of um, structures on it you can climb. You're not supposed to climb the other structures. So but please mind those signs. Um, this one is a yes climb. The other ones are a no, don't climb. Yeah. Uh, there's a slide in there, and it's it's fun. And that little area features uh, squirt. Mm-hmm. So not crush, but little squirt. Yeah. Little squirt, which is my uh, rap name when I was in middle school. That was your name little when you were in high school. You're in your yes. So that's the fun emo section. Of course, there are like the big buildings there. And um, as you are looking at the, the pool, kind of like the, the front of the buildings have the seagulls on them yeah. and they're doing the mine, mine, Yes, mine. that's what I was going to mention was yeah. we can never figure out what makes them go off, but it seemed like it was either on the hour or it was when like people are walking in front of them and they're loud. Like if it's like early in the morning, that's the only thing about those rooms is I was like, I would hate to be in those rooms right there because there's <laughs> no way you don't hear that in those rooms. Because, like, I remember it was one morning. It was very early. There wasn't hardly anyone out there. We walked by, and it's like, my, 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 my. And you're like, okay, oh, my gosh, calm down, everyone. It scared the living daylights out of me. Um, But it's cool nonetheless because it's, it it's like when you go to um, the seas, whatever, the seas with Nemo. Yeah. In Epcot, Epcot, and they do it. Anyways. And we were there recently together. And yes, we were. Um, one thing I want to mention about this section and the following two sections, unlike the Little Mermaid section, which we'll talk about last these buildings have interior hallways, which is unique for a value resort. Yeah. You, you'll know if you've ever stayed at any of the All-Stars or the Pop Century, you're not inside until you're in your room. Mm-hmm. But these, you walk into the building, and then that's where the hallways are. So they have, like, nice carpeting, mm-hmm. nice in the sense that they're themed. Like, it's not just random. There's always something going on in the carpet to match to match the theme. Um, and everything just looks a little bit nicer because it's more temperature controlled and, and it's, yeah. it's, it's very, it makes a big difference. Well, I to feel be like it does help. It helps keep your room like temperature regulated because it's, you're not like opening the door and like a wave of heat's coming in, coming Correct. in. Yeah. And it's like, not like as soon as you open, as soon as you step out of your door, you're stepping into the heat. Yeah. It like, gives you a little bit of time to get some more. When you're like hauling your luggage around, yeah. right? Like oh, that, yeah. that part's nice. Yeah. Uh, and there's obviously more elevators because of that. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just, you know, it's just nicer if you ask me. Yeah. So um, next to that is the cars section. So uh, if you're looking at the Nemo section, you came out of the back of the, the lobby. It's off to the right. So uh, it's, I would say the the cars section is um, maybe my, my favorite oh, section okay. here. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's the most well done. Like I really, like I really, really like it. Um, as you approach this area, the sidewalk changes too. So from like that just regular concrete, I guess, mm-hmm. um, it changes into roadway with like the yellow dashes down yeah. the way to let you know that you're already in a different area. And then the roadway um, is lined with a few cars from the Cars franchise, mm-hmm. franchises, <laughs> franchise, franchise. And uh, it ends with the Cozy Cone Motel, like you mentioned. It looks like it's straight out of Cars Land in California Adventure on the West Coast. Yeah. 
except that it's just not as functional. So, like, the Cozy Cone Motel exists there and here. Ours is more of a facade. Yeah. It says, like, office with an arrow as if you can go in, but you can't go in. <laughs> you can go in from the other side, but I, I think it's just restrooms or something. But it's really just a front. But it looks so cool. It's even got the, the sign that spins, and it says no vacancy mm-hmm. on it. I just think it looks really cool during the day and looks even better at night with when it's all lit lights, up. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the entrances to these three cars buildings all have fun designs. So unlike the, the Nemo section, which like kind of doesn't, it's not quite like this. So at each of the three uh, buildings for this, there's one entrance that's considered like the main entrance in, and that's all from the inside. So if you're coming from the outside, the exterior of the property, you won't get this. This is just from like the main hub area if you're coming in from there. One is a Tomator scene featuring Tomator himself. Miter. No, he's not animated. He is a statue, um, a non-moving, non-animated statue. But you can do what I did and take a photo of your head in his mouth. That's a fun time. Um, or just kind of, you know, leaning up against him or whatever. Don't climb in, but you can take some fun photos with Tomator. And uh, one of the other buildings has an entrance with a scene from Luigi's Casa de la Tires. So Luigi is there as well. It's got this big old kind of like leaning stack of tires, which again, is just like another fun photo scene to throw yourself in the middle of and take some photos. And then on the other side, the third building has a wheel well motel uh, scene set up with uh, Lightning McQueen. So it's got a couple of gas pumps and it's got a bunch of cars land or cars uh, references throughout. You kind of have to like look around. Yeah, I, I this is one of those resorts where, especially this section, I really think the section has the most detail in it. I know it's like you have um, a lot I, of notes on this section. Yeah, well, the thing is, like, there's so much small things, yeah. and you know, this isn't gonna. I don't think this is gonna make or break your stay, right? Like, Mm-mm. stay where you want to stay. But even if you're just visiting this resort, head over to the car section. There's a bunch of like little nods to their own little universe. Well, over I'm almost there. wondering if it was just easier for them to duplicate a lot of the things that they already had from like dis- from California because could be yeah and just shrunk it a little like, bit. It was like yeah, just make another one and put it at the resort over there because a lot of these yeah. other sections they don't really have those things anywhere else. Mm-mm. So it may have just been easier to kind of recreate them because they kind of already had. Yeah, like Pro- I mean, probably right. Plans so and stuff this area, there. the the Wheelwell Motel again, is like a little gas station thing mm-hmm. with. Um, Lightning McQueen you could take your photo with and then just next to that there's another scene this is not attached to the building but it's its own like little standalone scene with Fillmore um, Mm. which I just have a bunch of photos that I can't wait to post because I posted them before but I kind of forgot I had them and you were mentioning like how cool it is to get the photos at night I have a bunch of those photos yeah um, that I, I gotta dig Especially up. Especially when you can get them where no one else is in them. Those yes. are the ones I like where it's just like yeah, no I one's have. around and it's just like because the lighting is so good yeah. Um, it seems like Ooh. it's pretty easy to get like good photos over there. I have one of um of the other side. Okay, I'm excited. Can you tell I'm excited yeah. to post? I gotta I, dig no, these I up can't and post wait. them. So anyway. I can't wait to see them. And I do save a lot of your stuff as like my backdrops for my photos. So Ooh. bring it on. Bring it on. I just okay. wish that um cars was like I was more excited about cars. Like I love the theming and stuff of it. It's just not one of my favorite Disney movies. I I wish I liked thing. it more. I'm with you in that sense because I I don't have like an emotional attachment yeah. to the cars movies, right? But the like Cars Land out in Disney California yeah. Adventure, I think is like maybe the coolest it's land so that cool exists. So cool looking. Yes. So I don't like. I forget that I don't even like it. Like yeah. I forget that I don't really care about cars because it's so cool. So same thing I with know. this area here too. And in this section, this is a little more random. But this, the, so Fillmore is like that old Volkswagen. He's like bus the type of a. Yeah. Right. It's a, yes. That's a, probably the way to put it. Yeah. So in in this area. Um, Fillmore's out there with a bunch of little bumper stickers on them. I mean, there's probably like two or three dozen. And here's some of the ones you might see on it. Uh, a bumper sticker that says, it's not nice to fool Mother Road. <laughs> or this is more like a, a call to action. Save 2D animation. You know, <laughs> he's representing. And then maybe my favorite, pardon my backfire, I eat veggie fuels. <laughs> so there, a couple of like random things, but take a moment, like yeah. walk around that little section and see if you can find all of them. There's just a bunch of random um, references to the universe of cars mm-hmm. on this fake Fillmore car. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool. And this section also has its own pool, which is nice. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't, you want a kind of a, a more quiet version. If you didn't want to go to the big blue pool. <laughs> yeah, you can hang out one. here. And this one is also unique because it has giant cone cabanas. Yeah. So unlike other resorts, you don't have to reserve the cabana. Any, it's free for anybody. You just got to be the one to get there first. Mm-hmm. 
but they're these big giant cones that are shaded so you have like somewhere to sit in the shade and it's so cool there's maybe like a handful of them so yeah. not a whole lot but they are there and it's definitely Check a unique way to, to sit out by the yeah do they have um uh this might be a question that you don't know but do they have like a bar over there no the no. only bar is okay. the one by the nemo okay I mean, it's not a far walk. Yeah. It's not exactly like yeah. a, a huge campus here, but yeah. the distance between the car section and the Finding Nemo section isn't too great. Same thing for the Lion King section. So the Lion King and Cars section are on either side of the Nemo section. So both of those mm-hmm. are pretty cl- still pretty close to the main building. And the Lion King section has no pool. Mm-hmm. So it's up to you if you want to walk to the Little Mermaid section or to the Nemo section. You're kind of in the middle of it right there. But... Same thing. Um, a lot of fun structures here. It's set up a little differently than the car section. Um, it's definitely smaller in its footprint, but there's one of Mufasa on Pride Rock. You can catch Scar kind of climbing on a thing, mm. too. There's the iconic scene from the movie where Timon, Pumbaa, and Simba mm. are walking across that tree trunk that mm-hmm. fell over and is now horizontal. Yep. They're like skipping along, singing Hakuna Matata. Mm-hmm. There is uh, the elephant graveyard scene with some hyenas and the big, like, giant skeleton of the elephant there too it looks really cool we tried to get a photo of reba in that section but she didn't she did not care she's like i do not support this she did not care no she just needed to sniff yeah and then uh the last section the little mermaid section which Mm -hmm. we talked about the farthest from the lobby but has its own pool Mm -hmm. and this is the the structures here are, are much more typical of what you'd find at the art of um are much more typical of what you'd find at the all star resorts or pop century where it's like the big, like the big structure kind of in like yeah. the center of the building. Like the building kind of goes around it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. You got the big old Ursula, the big King uh, Triton, which you mentioned, yep. Ariel as well. But there's some smaller ones too. There's a snarf blat mm-hmm. that you could put your mouth up to or at least get it close to it enough to where it makes it look like you're doing it. Um, a treasure chest, a kind of like a, a stone statue yeah. of Prince it's... Eric that's more life-size than yeah. big giant. Like the one that she had in her cave. Yes. Her, uh... Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe I should watch the movie more. Yeah. So uh, a bunch of fun photo opportunities, right? So I think that's that's what's cool. And that's the things that I've been mentioning here in this section are the reasons why I recommend people at least go visit it. Even if you're not staying there. If you're staying up Hop Century, walk over and check it out. But if you are staying here, make sure you take the time to just walk around these big sections and look at all the cool stuff. Take lots of photos. Um, yeah, I have to remind you, the Prince Eric statue was his birthday gift. <laughs> before the shipwrecked and then the shipwrecked and that's when it like fell into the water and that's where she found it anyway why haven't i gotten a statue of me for my birthday mm, well we're working on it um it's a what's you a, sitting what's a guy gotta do with a bidet a statue um okay <laughs> all right let's talk about food yes so i mean this is a a quick service at a value resort so not exactly an in-depth food review coming your way, mm-hmm. but just to say your breakfast is your typical stuff. A safe a, a safe option here is always the bounty platter. And the plant-based frittata is good too, if that's part yeah. of your, your dietary journey. Uh, we'll check that out. Dinner here is something that I've gotten a bunch of places. I know we mentioned this for the um, uh, Riverside and French Quarter. It's that chicken sandwich with the mozzarella, basil aioli, balsamic glaze, arugula. Mm-hmm. and tomato um to me that's Rocket. like a great it's a great go-to sandwich and yeah. it's available here as well but they also have a, a delicious sesame chicken stir fry mm. with chicken broccoli red pepper and onion and jasmine rice as a it's nice definitely like up. a step up from like the all-stars i mean yeah it's not it's still not nothing to, it's still not anything that's like to write home about but it's better than those yes and you know me i'm often writing home you are. About the things that I eat. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about some general pros and cons as we wrap up our conversation on art of animation here. Big pro for your boy is that it's pet friendly. I know I yeah. mentioned that already, but I want to make sure you all know that the pet friendly rooms are both the standard room, the Little Mermaid area, as well as the suites. Okay. So um, you're not limited to one category of room. They do have areas in the in the suites that you can also bring your dog and just as a reminder, with the pet-friendly rules um, for these resorts, there is a limit. It's up to two dogs per night. Okay. And there is a fee associated with it. It's currently $50 per night, up to two dogs. And that's like they have specific areas for them to use the bathroom and things like that, yes. right? Okay. Yeah, designated areas. Of course, we walk Reba around yeah. like the big, you know, the big kind of walkway that um, goes up against the Hourglass Lake. And uh, she likes it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot, a lot to sniff. There's a lot, a lot of colors, too. A lot of things. A lot of things and to look can, at. 
yes, like you mentioned, it's great if you can get your dog to cooperate. Some great <laughs> photo photos. opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yes, I tried to get her with like a big Ursula in the background oh again. Gosh. She did not care. Did not care. I would love to do that with Winnie, but she'd um, be another all like, pro. People, people are here to see me. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, they're not here just, to see you. <laughs> she's busy trying to sign little doggy autographs. So mm-hmm. another pro is that three of the four sections have the interior, aka air conditioned hallways. That is something that puts it above some of the other value resorts. Access to the Skyliner is a huge pro. Um, that Skyliner, it's the end of the Skyliner line here at this point. So when you hop on in the middle of Hourglass Lake and that station, you then go to Caribbean Beach and then transfer to either the Epcot or the Hollywood line. Right. But it is, it's a quick ride. Yeah. And I do enjoy the walking slash running trail around Hourglass Lake. And um, one other pro here is depending on where you're staying, especially if you're staying in the, in the uh, Nemo section, it's not a long walk if you wanted to go check out Pop Century. Yeah. And I feel like it's always nice for me if I'm staying somewhere that's connected to another resort. It's one of the many reasons why I like Riverside or French Quarter. You have options. You've, mm-hmm. If you're staying there a couple nights in a row, you can kind of like vary up your food intake if you wanted to yeah. with not too long of a walk. There are some cons here. There is only one bus stop. Mm-hmm. At, you know, it's a centrally located bus stop. So it can be kind of a far walk if you're on yeah. the, if you're in the Little Mermaid section. I feel like section that can or, be a pro or, or a section. con. Yeah. That's the thing is like, if it's a con in terms of the walk, but it's a pro in the sense that once you're on the bus, you're going to your mm-hmm. next next destination, right? You're not doing the grand circle tour of the resort. Right. But because there's just the one and there are so many rooms, right? Mm-hmm. There's 1,900 plus rooms. Those buses fill up. So you'll often see... At resorts like this, the double size buses, which isn't a bad thing, but just mm-hmm. know that that's that's a thing. And um, there's no table service option, which is normal for a value resort. But as far as general cons go for resorts, if you were looking mm-hmm. for a sit down, more kind of relaxed meal, it, it's probably not going to happen here. And uh, a con for me for the suites is that is that third bed. It's mm-hmm. tricky because you want to be able to sleep six. But in order to do that, you have to sacrifice the main table, table of the room, yeah. which is not necessarily difficult. You just kind of have to fold it up. But if someone's like sleeping in yeah. or whatever, yeah. you can't like part of your family can't eat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like it's you need that it's, space. Um, it's doable, but just know that you kind of the compromise there is that that bed isn't really a bed all day long. Yeah. So you kind of have to choose whether you want the bed or the table throughout the day. Sometimes you just want both. So all in all, I think the I think the pros outweigh the cons. It's mm-hmm. a value resort. So if you're going there because you need a place to sleep at night and you want a place that's like kind of in your face Disney, right? This is not a subtly decorated resort. Yeah. This is not like the subdued version. This is definitely the in your face, like the big giant statues of Disney characters. This is that resort for you. Yeah. And if nothing else, Reba likes it. That's so I right. can't can't endorse it any more than that. She she really knows her stuff too. Yes. Um one pro like tip that I wanted to mention too. I mentioned mm. to Greg uh this to Greg before. We stayed in the 60s section of uh Pop Century before and it was kind of nice because we sort of had the option for two buses. So Yeah. We were kind like we ended up being closer to the Art of Animation bus than we were to our lobby, but it was also nice you know, one because like you mentioned with food options, we could go to either place to get different food options. Yep. Um, and then when it comes to the end of the night, when you're like looking for buses, if you feel like your bus isn't there and it hasn't arrived, or if you like know that you can hop on the art of animation bus, it was nice to be able to like hop on that bus too. And then just walk to our room from there. Cause it's like our room, I feel like was a, like right over the bridge. Okay. Um, so just like a pro tip there, if you end up staying at pop century, maybe you want to request the 60s section you know, cause then you have kind of more options at that point. And it's, it's kind of cool to walk. Both worlds. Like I was like, I'm going to pretend like, you know, in my head I'm saying it art of animation and not pop <laughs> century, but, um, it's just kind of cool to be that close to go over there and check out that resort as well. So pro tip. Cool. We'll go back in time for some Disney history from, you guessed it, in the, mouselet. With the mouselet. So, oh my gosh. And they're here right now and they're they running are. around town. Hopefully, you've all been following. I know I have. Today, they were at the Kennedy Space Center. Ooh. Yeah. They're doing really, all kinds of You know them. They're always getting around. Yeah. They got mom and pop a mouselet with them, which has just been hilarious in general. I think yes. their parents seem like they're so fun. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. What do you got? Kick us off. I'll take us back to 1991. So this week, 22 years ago, Jim Henson's Muppet Vision 3D. 3D. Opened in Disney at the time, MGM Studios. And um, 22 years ago. And I don't think the theater has been updated since then. Nope. And it's Um, been great. (laughs) 22 years of Muppet excellence happening over there in Hollywood Studios. Good stuff. All right. I'm taking us all the way back to the year 2000. (laughs) Um, This is when planned. This was, I thought, was kind of like, I'm like, this was so stupid that they did this. But plans for Disney's newest attraction, Mission Space, which was to be completed in 2003 to 2004, were launched into space aboard the Atlantis, uh, aboard Atlantis, NASA's International Space Station shuttle, STS-101. The crew made up uh, made up of six American astronauts and one Russian. Um, they spent 10 days in space. Wow. So it was like they took the plans up there with them. It was like the plans for this has been... <laughs> In space. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. And they got it approved by some aliens? I like, guess, what's the point I of that? I guess. I don't know. But that was the year 2000. So I just read that and was like, this is so dumb, but I'm totally sharing it. Like <laughs> <laughs> that Disney did this. I mean, I guess it was just one of those, like, marketing ploys. Like, check it out. Like, they're, you know, marketing for it. But still. It's like, whoop de doo It probably sat somewhere in, like, a drawer the whole time. Anyway. Anyway. Some people might think that was cool. I'm sorry. You know, if, yeah. you, if you're really into space and you think that's cool, I'm really sorry. <laughs> All right, before we wrap it up today with a quote by our lovely Greg, if you like what you heard today, feel free to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also leave us a review on iTunes so others can locate us easier on their platform of choice in the world of Disney podcasts. You can follow along with us on Instagram or TikTok, not really at TikTok anymore, just Instagram at that Park Life Podcast. If you'd like to leave us a question, you can do so on our Instagram highlight. It's Ask Beth and Greg. And to follow along our personal accounts, I am at the real Beth McDonald. And I am at the Disney Greg. Yeah. And as always, if you want to submit a request for an episode, share a magical cast member moment, or just simply share some Disney magic with loved ones, you can head over to our website. It's thatparklifepodcast.com and submit a magic gram. It's free for everyone because we just love sharing the magic. Lastly, if you want to join our lovely gang of Disneyers, you can head over to patreon.com slash thatparklife to get our bonus episodes where we dive deeper into our lives. We tell Disney secrets. <laughs> um, and also, don't forget about our Amazon shopping list. We have a link in the description of this episode as well with just some items that we think are crucial to your Disney trips or maybe just things that you haven't thought about before. We do get a little kickback on that. So just let you guys know that up front. Uh, But it just helps us to continue to do what we like to do here. All right, Greg, take it away. All right. I've got a quote from one of the four movies we've been talking about, and that is The Little Mermaid. Not only that, but we have a Little Mermaid movie coming out soon. So it's kind of top of mind Mm -hmm. here. This one comes to us from Sebastian the Crab, who once said, Oh my, it's hot out here! It must be at least 900 degrees in this shade! Okay, that's not what he said. This is what he said. (laughs) Quote, You got your own style, now let it shine through. And remember, no matter what, you've got to be you. You've got to be you. Thanks, little Sebastian. We appreciate it. We love you. Hope you stay out of the heat. All right, everyone. All right. Until next week. What do we got next week? What are we doing? Next week, we'll be joined by Caleb, who is a Disneyland Mm, local. Okay. And he'll be offering his his, uh, perspective on visiting our parks as a Disneyland local, which I'm very excited to chat with him. All right. I'm excited to hear that, too. Until then. Bye, everyone. See you guys next week. Bye. Me soul on fire, feeling hot, hot, hot. Hot, hot, hot.